0: man welcome and happy thanksgiving everybody uh real quick if you want to follow along with us today we're going to be in proverbs chapter 10 proverbs chapter 10 you can meet me there we're working our way through the book of proverbs on these tuesday and thursday devotionals um, as always please let us know where you're watching from uh, i'm particularly interested in knowing if you are getting to visit with family or not and and uh, or if you got family visiting you that would be great. <clears throat> And by the way, I'm not going to call this governor of the state that you're in right now to tell them. <laughs> Pretty weird, isn't it? When we feel guilty for spending time with family or friends, don't don't feel guilty today, man. Have a good Thanksgiving today. It is Thanksgiving one of my most I think it probably is my most favorite holiday when it comes to family. There's something awesome about getting together on Thanksgiving. It's not like Christmas, even though I understand Christmas and what it means, and <clears throat> I'm talking about kind of the family dynamic. Um, Christmas, it, it comes with its own pressure that, you know, that the gifts that you are giving to family members are gonna actually enjoy, or there's always that little bit of tension, you know, when they get you something you're like, oh man, I hope they didn't give me too much because I don't know if I got them enough and all that. So. But all that's out the window with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just let's eat. You can tell I don't help cook, right? Uh, It's just let's eat, man. Let's enjoy each other's company. And let's be thankful to God for the blessings that he has given to us. And I have long enjoyed Thanksgiving, even back in the day when all of my brothers would come from around the country and converge with their families on my parents' home in Oklahoma. Uh, now they all kind of do their own thing, which, by the way, all my brothers live in states that are pretty much locked down right now. I've got one in California, uh, two brothers in Iowa, and then one brother in Illinois. So those are some states with some very restrictive lockdowns right now. But uh, uh, I'm blessed that I'm in Texas, number one, but also that my parents live here. They have lived here for 24 plus years, I think. And so when they don't travel, which is is one of those years that they're not traveling, they're gonna end up together today with my family. And most of our Thanksgivings these days are um, at one of my kids' homes. Usually it's Nicole and Ty's house, which is awesome. Uh, She really likes to um, host and have people in and a lot of different people other than myself, help out with the cooking but it is just awesome to get together. And uh, today's a, a big day for Jane as well. Even though she tested negative for COVID-19, she's been in COVID jail ever since I tested positive. Uh, I had to be in jail for 10 days, COVID jail, for 10 days from the first day of my symptoms. And then I had to stay for at least 10 days in a isolated in a, in a room in an area of our house. And, and then I had to go at least 24 hours without a fever before I could get out, which I did. Uh, that was uh, uh, so this past Sunday when that time ended uh, Sunday afternoon. But Jane was advised uh, by the CDC website to do 14 days in lockdown. So even though I had it, I was in lockdown less than she was, but uh, she gets out of lockdown today, today. And we get to go share a Thanksgiving meal with our family today. So it'll be the first time that we've been around family in in two solid weeks. And we are both so ready to see family and see uh, the grandkids and so forth. But truly special Thanksgiving for all of us in these weird times that we are living through. So no matter if you are local right now or you're traveling around to see your family or friends, um, please know this. Your church family loves you. We love you, and we're thankful that you're part of this church family, and and I'm blessed by this church family that encourages each other uh, through good times and bad. And you know we're going to do that while we're here on this earth, and we're going to throw a big party together in heaven, which will be awesome as well. But if it, if if today, understand that times are different, and that there's the potential that some folks are ending up alone today. And if that's you, like if you have a pre-existing condition so you can't be around anybody right now, or you've been exposed to COVID or you've had COVID or whatever, or your family lives far away or in one of those states that is locked down uh, and you're unable to travel there, uh, so you you and maybe you or your spouse have just ended up alone today, uh, doing doing Thanksgiving on your own. Well, do me a favor if that's you please comment today in the comments on YouTube or Facebook and just let us know. Just let us know that you're celebrating Thanksgiving today by yourself. And, and then I would request this of everybody else who's watching. If you do see someone who comments that they're going it alone this year, um, do what we're supposed to do as a church family and encourage that person or those people and jump in the comments and just show them lots and lots of love and and I just want you to know if you are kind of alone this time around, uh, it may feel like you're alone, but uh, you're not alone. Uh, God is with you. His word says he will never leave you or forsake you. And this crazy church family is with you as well. Amen, church family. <clears throat> so be encouraged. And if I were there, I'd give you a big hug because I have antibodies. <laughs> Got them the old-fashioned way. So. Uh, For the moment, I can't get COVID and I cannot give the virus. So I would be the designated hugger at your party if I was there. Uh, But anyway, uh, as stated, we're working our way through Proverbs. And today we're going to be in chapter 10. And just like we did on Tuesday, what I want to do is just focus on a few verses. So if you've got your Bible open, I want you to meet me down in verse verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. It says this, lazy hands make for poverty, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth, diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops during the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during the harvest is a disgraceful son. I want to talk for just a few moments here on this Thanksgiving day about hard work and I don't wanna make anybody feel guilty today for not working on a holiday. Uh, Obviously this is a holiday that we're supposed to take and relax and be grateful, but I do wanna be true to the text as we go through Proverbs and the assignment that I have of speaking to you from this chapter. So uh, let me read that one more time. And then make some observations from God's word again, uh, down in verse four, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. Lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in the summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during the harvest is a disgraceful son. Now we serve a God who is responsible for every single blessing that comes our way. That's what we learn in Scripture. James chapter 1, verse 17 says that every perfect gift comes down from heaven above, from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. That's what Scripture tells us. Everything good, everything good in your life comes from the hand of God. Do you believe that? Say amen. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 17 says, You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But then he says in verse 18, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives the ability to produce wealth. So verses like that, plus um, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, It is by grace that you're saved through faith, um, not by works so that no one can boast. So, that concept is again and again in scripture that we are 100% dependent upon God, 100% reliant upon God. That even as this last series that we have gone through, the, the fruits of the spirit, that it's God that's producing the good things in our lives. It's not us, though we just cooperate with him. So it seems like to some people that when the subject of work comes up, or working hard, that it's almost an opposing view to living a godly, grace-filled life. Like, if you work hard, then you're discounting the work that God has done for you. Well, I don't know, man. Uh, I do know. I'm going to give you the answer in just a moment. But yes, we depend on God for everything. However, however, there are numerous texts in the Bible that, where God is telling us to take what he has blessed us with, our talents, our abilities, our giftings, our hard work, and and produce a result with those things. Like the gifts that God gives to us is a starting point. I, I, I used to have a black, uh, one of my best friend's parents gave it to me when I graduated and it said, um, uh, what you are. Is God's gift to you what you do with it is your gift to God. So, I think that that's probably pretty true that the blessings that you have are a gift from God, and what you do with those blessings is your gift back to God. And the blessing of God on our life does not remove from us God's desire that we give our all, that we try, that we give a hundred percent in our lives based on the things that He's done for us. In fact. God's blessing on our lives should make us want to work even harder. Because our hearts are full of, key word here on this holiday, our hearts are full of thanksgiving. Now, hard work is not evil. Uh, Hard work is given to us by God. In fact, you can go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible, the very beginning of when God put a man on the earth. I mean, it's just Adam at this point. And in Genesis chapter 2, it's before Eve showed up on the scene. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, it says, The Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it, to work it and take care of it. So God put the man in the garden of Eden and said, get to work. The first thing he did was, with, with man was to put him to work. And honestly, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to work and to work hard. Work is good for us in in so many ways. And here's a couple. If you look at the stats, you will see that people who work are healthier on average. People who work live healthier lives. People who work take better care of themselves. They get up, they get cleaned up. um, They put on decent clothes. At least we used to before we started working at home. Uh, but uh, if you go to work, you, you, you take care of yourself. You brush your your teeth. You comb your hair. You shave your head, whatever you, category you fall into. But what work does is work makes us take care of ourselves because we know that even if it's just on Zoom, we're going to be interacting with other people. And so you take care of yourself. You, it's just true for everybody that has to be around other people in some capacity. You just try this much harder. People who uh, work are forced to learn social skills. And you've seen this, you've seen uh, kids as they were growing up, you know, teenagers and so forth, they were just, they just had terrible personalities (laughs) and just didn't want to talk to anybody about anything at any time. And, and, uh, but then they had to get a job. Had to get a job, and all of a sudden they started talking, started talking and learned how to smile and learn how to interact with real human beings because they were called upon by their boss to be a better human being. And that's what I'm saying: work makes us better human beings because we are forced into situations where we have to, which we should want to be good to other people, but we're forced to be good to other people. And and so we do a better job of being a likable human being when we work. And I have run into a few people, and I know you have as well. Um, and let's see if you can guess the answer to this. You have this wonderful customer service experience. And at the end of the customer service experience, you'll say to that person, thank you so much. You've been very helpful. And then they say this, my pleasure where did they used to work? (laughs) Chick-fil-A, that's right. And, uh, you know, I don't know what Chick-fil-A feeds those kids or what they do to them while they're working there, but it seems to work. It just helps those young people so much to improve their social skills. And I don't know how many times I've been to a Chick-fil-A and I'm thinking, man, I just want to hire everybody that works here, but uh, there's something about it. But anyway, people who Go to work are more likely to feel a sense of accomplishment through the work. Uh, They're more likely to feel like they're part of a greater community and a contributor to that community. Um, They get to call on God given skills that they may never, ever use if they're just sitting at home watching TV or just paging through everybody else's, scrolling through everybody else's social media. I could go on and on, but the point is this. When we have a reason to get up each and every day, when we have a job to do and a reason to do it, God uses work to make us a better human. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. There's an issue that's been brewing in our country for a long time, we'll see how it goes post-pandemic, but uh, pre-pandemic there, there were um, a number of states and I believe it was a majority of states where the benefits for not working were greater than $15 an hour. Like if you added up all the available government benefits when you didn't have a job, it was more than $15 an hour. And so, as you might expect, there were a number of people who were opting not to work since they could make more money doing nothing. I'm just gonna tell you something. That's not good for our country and that's not good for those people. And spiritually, it's not what God wants. What's God want? God wants us to work hard. He wants us to work hard. Um, That's why I would tell anybody, if like if somebody came to me and said, they just won the lottery and they won you know, a billion dollars uh and they were thinking about you know changing their lives drastically and quitting their job and all that and they asked me for advice and said "What, what should i do now that i'm a billionaire um i would tell them uh two things two one i would say you need a tithe (laughs) i can't help you need a tithe and secondly I, i would tell them don't quit your job don't quit your job i mean you may change jobs you may do something different but Keep on working because it'll keep you in touch with people. It'll keep making you a better person. Uh, over in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. The one who's unwilling to work shall not eat. That's God's rule, not mine. And there are other passages that talk about, you know, people who can't work for one reason or another, and, you know, that we should help those folks. But this, my friends, is different. This is people who can work, but they choose not to. And now they're living off of others. God's rule is this. If you're unwilling to work, unwilling, not unable, if you're unwilling to work, no food for you. Now, why would God say that? Why would God say that? And yes, yeah. I'm talking about this on Thanksgiving when we're all about to eat. Uh, But anyway, why would God say that? Well, in this particular instance, it was these people who thought that they were super spiritual. And they heard Jesus was coming back. And so they quit their jobs and they went out into the hills to live, to welcome him back. But as you know, he hasn't come back physically yet. And so after a week or two, maybe these people would get real hungry. So they would come out of the hills and they would come into the villages and see their family and friends. And they would say, hey, Jesus hasn't come back yet. He's not here yet. And we're getting kind of hungry. Can we have some food? And so they would uh, take some food and, and pack up some more food and, and then go back into the hills. And the people who were doing all of the earning and harvesting and trying to take care of their immediate family, but they had these these folks coming in and wanting food from them, it began to be a problem for them. And so God came up with a rule. Don't quit your day job while you're waiting on Jesus to come back. That was the motivation behind this verse that we just read. If a man shall not work, he shall not eat. So the motivation uh, was you need to go to work. If you want to eat, you need to go to work. Now, what about after we get to work? Does God care about our work? Absolutely. There are a lot of people think that God only cares about them when they're going to church or when they're doing something spiritual, but working is a spiritual thing because it's our lives. It's been said that we'll spend a full 40% of our waking hours at work, 40% of our lives awake at work. So let me ask it to you this way. Uh, Do you think that God cares about how you handle yourself 40% of your waking hours? The answer is absolutely he cares. And I believe that people should be able to spot a follower of Jesus Christ at work because those who follow Jesus Christ should be the ones about whom this verse is true. This is Colossians chapter three, verse 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as though working for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your might, with all of your heart as though working for the Lord. So work hard, work hard. God cares about your work and God made us to work. So work hard. All right, I need to quit now and start working and helping out a little bit or else they won't let me eat when the dinner bell rings today. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I love you so much, church family. Um, I can't express to you how thankful I am to God for you. It is the joy and honor of my life to be able to be a part of this church family and even if I wasn't pastor, I would consider this the most special group of people on the earth, and I'm, I'm humbled to be a part of this church family, and I am praying for you today, and I hope that you can find some moments today just to think about the blessings of God that he's given you in your life, and I know it's been a tough year, but I'm just going to tell you something, man. If you look, you're going to be able to find some blessings, and that's what today's all about is to, to be able to sit back, maybe talk it out with some on Zoom or uh, if you are privileged to be in the presence of others today and 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 also with God and just say, these are the blessings that God has put in my life this year, even in a tough year. And I thank him for those things. So, all right, let me pray for you and then we'll be done. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless each and every person that is Joining us right now, that is listening right now. Thank you for the blessings, God, that you have bestowed upon us. I ask an extra special blessing, Lord, uh, on the lives of those who need some extra encouragement today. And I know that we have some who are joining us right now, Lord. Give them what they need today. I pray that you fill them up, Lord, with the joy of your salvation once again as they look to you. And I pray this in the name of your Son our greatest blessing, your son, Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. All right, so uh, remember no services tonight, but I will see you on Sunday morning, uh, my first time back post-COVID, and I cannot wait. So happy Thanksgiving, love you, and may God bless you and yours. Bye-bye.